everybody. So today I'm taking a slightly different turn. I want to talk about Doctor Who. It's one of my favorite shows and I've been watching quite a bit of it over the last week or so leading up to the new season starting on January 1st, 2020, which I am very excited about. Um, but today I really wanted to talk about some past Doctor Who with the 11th Doctor and Amy and Rory and River um, and those two seasons where it's all about them and with those companions are, I think, my favorite of Doctor Who. Now, granted, I have not watched much classic Doctor Who, so I'm really basing this on since it returned in 2000 or something around there. Um, the, the return Doctor, not the classic Doctor Who. But I love the seasons with Matt Smith as the Doctor and with Amy, Rory, and River and those, that whole arc of it that goes on. And I really love that that arc doesn't even end until Matt Smith's last Christmas episode where you finally even find out where the silence came from and why they needed to kill the Doctor, which you never really got in those first two seasons with all these characters. Anyway, I love that part and I feel like I want to talk about it from the point of view of kind of going through the story of Rory who I think is kind of undervalued sometimes in all of this. So Amy is definitely the quote-unquote main companion. She's the one with this really strong relationship with the Doctor. Um, but Rory is coming along for Amy and I think has a really interesting plot line and I want to kind of talk about that whole series through him and his journey. And the many times that this poor guy dies. Poor Rory is the companion that dies. And I've kind of listed them out and it's a number of times. I think if you account like dreams and weird tricks that they play within the show, that I've got eight times that Rory dies in this show. And he keeps coming back somehow and it's craziness. Um, but I kind of want to talk about the series through that lens. So we first meet Amy and Rory in the 11th Doctor's first episode, the 11th Hour. Rory does not die in this first episode. Spoilers. Um, but we get to meet both Amy and Rory and see a little bit of their dynamic within that episode, which is a lot of fun. I really enjoy that first episode where we're meeting all the characters and they're running around this little town in England and trying to find Prisoner Zero. It's a great introductory episode. I think uh, Matt Smith is one of the doctors who really hits the ground running and you love him and believe him as the doctor immediately. And this episode really shows that. Um, then Amy runs away with the doctor and Rory is not with them at first. So Amy goes off with the beast below and a number of other episodes and Rory is not involved um, until they come back with the vampires of Venice. I believe it's called is when Rory finally comes in. Um, and that's not a great episode. I don't really like that Venice episode. Nothing against Rory, I don't think, but not my favorite episode. But that's his first one where he's coming along with the Doctor. 
skipping around a little, the first time that we see Rory kind of die would be in Amy's choice. Now, this is not maybe a real death. I don't know how to count this one. I'm counting this as number one, but not sure. The reason I'm saying I don't know if this really counts is it is in a dream. This entire episode is just a little capsule in a dream moment happening where they're all hallucinating in the TARDIS. Um, but there's this dream lord who is forcing them to pick between the real world and a dream world. And they're running around between being in a frozen TARDIS and running around a little English village with alien monsters and old people who are killing everybody. And Rory ends up getting killed in that dream world in the little English village. And you get to see Amy really kind of show how much she loves him the first I think this is the first time we really see how attached to Rory Amy is. Now, obviously, he's her fiance. They're going to get married. You think she loves him. But this is the first time we really on screen are seeing strong emotion from her about it when she's reacting to the fact that he's died. And um, I think as an audience, this is where we understand that, no, Amy loves Rory. Um, because they were trying to do a weird little triangle thing with the doctor that ugh, don't like. Didn't work, but this is really where they cement it that, no, Amy's not into the doctor. She loves Rory. And that's what, as it should be. Um, so that's the first time that Rory dies. It's in a dream. So he doesn't really die and he's still there at the end of the episode because he comes back. But that is the first time that Rory dies on screen and we get to see and kind of mourn his death. Coming along right after that is um, when they are in the episodes Hungry Earth and Cold Blood. It's kind of a two-parter episode. And at the end of that two-parter, Rory is killed for real this time. He's shot by... Um, a Silurian in an underground bunker cave sort of thing and to add insult to injury to put salt in the wounds the light from the cracks in the universe come out and grab Rory and so he is forgotten he never existed so this is a real big death this almost counts as two deaths um, I don't know if you can count his, it as two deaths per se but I kind of think it is this is the second time we see him die um, and we see Amy mourn him again for a minute. But then she forgets he ever existed because he never existed because he was sucked out of the universe and he didn't exist anymore. So that is the second time he dies. Pretty quick on that heels of the first time. I think it's the next episode. Then we have some episodes where the doctor and Amy are running around and there are some hints that Amy's sad and Mrs. Rory, but she doesn't remember him consciously. It's more subconscious little things about her being sad. Um, and the doctor is pretending that he doesn't know about Rory because really there's nothing he can do about it. Um, so they run around a bit. There's some really good episodes here. Vincent and the doctor, I think, is a great episode. Really love it. Um, where they go and meet Vincent Van Gogh. And... Um, Amy fangirls all over him and is this huge fan of Vincent and it's great and they see a bunch of his paintings. It's a really cool episode. I enjoy it a lot even though it is sad and that they meant Vincent not too long before he kills himself and that really is very sad for Amy as well. Well it's sad for Vincent. It's 
but it is historically accurate. Um, then there's an episode where even Amy is barely in it, The Lodger. This is a fun episode. Uh, James Corden is in it as kind of the surrogate companion for the episode since Amy's out. Um, basically, Amy is trapped in the TARDIS and the TARDIS can't land and the doctor's stuck on Earth and can't get to the TARDIS while they figure the situation out. And he's running around with Craig, who's played by James Corden, and um, trying to solve the situation of the fact that there's an upstairs in a house that's only one floor and there's this crazy alien spaceship killing people trying to find a pilot. It's all a little dodgy. But it's a good episode. Um, and then we get back into kind of the meat of things with the Pandora opens in the Big Bang. Another two-parter of episodes. And here, this is not a uh, Rory death. I don't know what to call it. I'm calling it a 2.5 maybe. Um, it's not a death. It's a coming back to life sort of situation. Because in this episode, we get Rory who has dead and then eaten by the light of the collapsing energy universe or something and never existed comes back as a roman soldier somehow it's all very confusing at first then you find out that it was pulled out of amy's memories so she does somehow remember rory even though he never existed and he's a plastic robot thing they made a bunch of romans and one of them happened to be rory for this whole pandorica issue um, so he's created and he's somehow back and he remembers his old life and he, but he also has this new life in his head as a Roman soldier. And so it's all very confusing. Um, but he remembers Amy and he's still in love with Amy. Amy doesn't remember him consciously, but again, subconsciously, she has these reactions to the fact that she sees him. Um, she starts kind of almost having hysterics, laughing and crying and being very happy at the same time and not really knowing why when she's seeing him and remembering him. And then she does remember him and it's very happy. Um, but then his uh, programming, alien programming kind of takes over and he's supposed to be in fighting mode. And he shoots her on accident which is not very great and they have to put her in the Pandorica so that she can be regenerated. And then he, as a plastic figure, machine figure, has to watch over her for 2,000 years, I believe, until she's born in the time stream so that her younger self can touch the outside of the Pandorica and regenerate her so she comes back to life. The doctor uses time travel to go quickly, but Rory decides to go the long way around um, because he needs to protect Amy and protect the Pandorica. So he waits around for 2,000 years protecting the Pandorica. Um, pretty great. Um, and then they use the Pandorica to restart the universe. So now he's never died at all and he never not existed and he comes back and now he's a human again. He's not a plastic machine. So, at the end of that, Rory is alive again, and he is a human again. Pretty great. But he does still have the memories of the fact that he waited around 2,000 years somehow, because they talk about it later, so he knows that that happened. He remembers, maybe? He was told? I'm not sure. But he somehow does know about this. Which brings us to the next time he dies. Um, they are pretty soon after on a pirate ship, 
A few episodes later, skipping around. The Curse of the Black Dots is the episode. They're on a pirate ship. There's this weird siren character stealing people off the ship. And Rory ends up drowning. Um, and then the, si the siren takes him. They find him. And she has been keeping him basically caught on the edge of death. Almost drowning. She can't quite save him, but the siren is turns out to be this automated medical bay sort of situation on a spaceship that is keeping anyone who gets injured alive even but they're not what she was programmed for because she wasn't programmed for humans so she can't quite heal them she's just keeping them alive um so they do that but they need to get him off the ship and they don't want him just kept in this like coma-like state forever so they have to take him off the life support that the siren has and amy has to do cpr to wake him back up again and so he doesn't quite die. He's just close to death. They do CPR and resuscitate him and he comes back. But I'm counting that as his third death in the show. Um, right after that, I believe the next episode is The Doctor's Wife. In this episode, there is... This is a really cool episode. Um, they, you learn a lot, I think, about character development and character-wise of situations... So in this episode, they end up going outside the universe to a little pocket universe um, where there's a sentient asteroid, comet, planet, not really sure what it is. It's some little something floating in space um, that eats TARDISes. So it takes the soul of the TARDIS out of the TARDIS and puts it in a woman. And then is going to eat the TARDIS um, but Amy and Rory are inside the TARDIS as this is happening and so House who's the sentient being they call it House is playing jokes on them and messing with their head and trying to kind of torture them as he's as entertainment until he decides to kill them and as one of those things he um, messes with Amy's head and makes the makes Amy believe that Rory's dead um he makes it look feel like time is going differently in that she's running around and the door closes between her and Rory and then when they find each other again she thinks it's only been minutes he says it's been hours so they know that he's messing with time and then they he does it again and this time it looks like it's been years and Rory's really mad and almost going to attack her and that's when she finds the dead body that's just a skeleton so she thinks it's been years and years and years and Rory has died. Um, so House makes Amy think Rory has died and she again screams and mourns him. And this is just a torture for Amy because then Rory comes back and he never actually died. This was all just in her head. So it's kind of another dream death. I'm counting it as number four. It's the fourth time Amy sees Rory like dying and has to mourn him and deal with the fact that he's dead again um even though it is a fake death a dream kind of death again um let's see there's a there's a, a number of cool aspects and episodes after this we find out who river song is um, who's a, which is a great episode in A Good Man Goes to War. It's devastating and beautiful and amazing as an episode. And followed right after with Let's Kill Hitler, 
which is a really fun episode as well, where we really get a lot, we get to know about Melody Pond slash River Song and the whole situation. Um, there's the God Complex, a nice little standalone episode um, about creatures who set themselves up as gods to be worshipped. And this one who's on some sort of prison spaceship gathering people with faith, with faith to come in and somehow eat their faith. It's a really interesting episode. Um, there's the whole situation of the doctor needing to be killed by River Song, which was the reason that um, the silence created her. And so when she doesn't kill him, which is a fixed point in time, it messes the entire universe up and then all of time is happening at once and you end up with you know the great roman emperor winston churchill and cars flying around under balloons and pterodactyls in modern time at in hyde park and trains that go to the pyramids with an american flag on the side it's all really crazy and the point is supposed to be that it's all of time happening at once so there's all sorts of like low tech high tech there's a roman man in a chariot with horses going down the street next to cars and then there's the cars floating balloons it's a whole thing it's a really cool look i am really into kind of the kind of the steampunk look of it which is kind of old-timey but gadgety and techy and that's kind of the vibe this whole episode has is this kind of steampunk mentality because there's tech cool new stuff but old-timey and it's it's really cool and it's fun um and they have to solve it by river shooting the doctor like she's supposed to for the fixed time although the doctor doesn't actually die because the doctor never actually dies i mean come on be real um so then there's the asylum of the daleks where you get to meet Clara, who if we're talking about companions who die, Clara does take the cake. Clara gets to die a lot. But this is the first episode you meet her and she's become a Dalek and she dies. Um, there's a town called Mercy where they're out. That's a beautiful little standalone episode as well. I really like the gunslinger who's kind of the cop. Ends up being the sheriff of the town Mercy and keeps everybody safe. It's a great little thing. It's a nice little kind of almost fairy tale end up the way they put it. It's a little fairy tale story, standalone thing in the middle of this. Um, which brings us to Amy and Rory's last episode, which is The Angels Take Manhattan. I have very mixed feelings about this episode. Um, I don't know if... I enjoy watching it. I enjoy the episode. I feel like the ending is satisfying because Amy gets to kind of literally write the ending of her story which is fabulous i like that i don't know if it makes perfect sense to me i don't think that they quite tied up all the loose ends and that's i think the part that bothers me just a little is i feel like some of the loose ends are a little loose still um but i consider this deaths five six and seven for rory because he died he manages to die Three times in his last episode, which is quite a bit of a feat. I know I said Clara dies a lot, but I don't think she ever died three times in one episode. Um, don't quote me on that. I haven't actually looked through Clara's whole time to decide that, but I don't think she did. Nothing's coming to mind. This episode, Rory dies three times. So in Angels Take Manhattan, basically the angels have taken over all of the statues in Manhattan, 
or maybe all of New York City. Not really clear on that. And so they capture Rory. So the first time he dies, he gets captured by the angels in this crazy little hotel where they keep people trapped and they just keep sending them back in time until they die. Because, of course, the weeping angels, if you don't know, are polite assassins is i think what the doctor calls them he said they send you back in time and let you live yourself to death um so the he gets sent back in time and they find him in the hotel and he is dying of old age as they find him he's a very old man he's had to live out the rest of his life in this hotel and he dies of old age while the younger rory watches himself die so that's the first time he dies um, and they decide that even though that has been seen and you've seen your own death and you can't change it, that they're going to change it. And so Amy and Rory decide to jump off the hotel, um, because that's going to cause a paradox and that'll kill the angels because they feed off time energy and creating a paradox will somehow really destroy things for them. Um, so they decide to create, create a paradox so that's the second time Rory's going to die as he and Amy jump off a building and kill them, you know, commit suicide. Um, but then, of course, because of the paradox that they create, it completely resets the whole situation. So they were never there. So it never happened. Um, so it's another kind of so both those deaths are now erased. Nothing, neither of those things actually ended up happening because the paradox erased it. Um, and then... They're in a cemetery and Rory sees a headstone with his name on it. And he's just thinking it's somebody with the same name as him. Um, but then the angel touches an angel who somehow survives the blast. They say it's the like the lone survivor. It's very weak, barely survived, sends Rory back in time. And so they realize that Rory, that is Rory's headstone. He, he's dead because he got sent. The angels won did what they were supposed to do they sent him back in time and he lived himself to death so that is his headstone he's dead and we again get to watch amy mourn her husband rory one more time before she decides to join him um she thinks that if she gets touched by the same angel she'll go back to the same time period and she'll be able to be with rory and so she does and that's the end of Amy and Rory. Amy's name shows up on the tombstone. They're buried together in that cemetery. And that's the end of Amy and Rory. Now, I know that the doctor says that this is a fixed point in time. And now that he's seen this, he can't change it. I mean, to me, this is the part that I think it's a little... I don't feel like it was tied up in a nice bow of this episode. Because... The doctor says he can't bring the TARDIS back to New York. The time stream's too unstable. Okay, fine. Um, we know Amy and Rory have to be buried in the cemetery in New York. Okay, fine. I don't understand why they can't have to spend their entire lives staying in New York, though. Can't they leave New York and then come back or do whatever? I don't really get why, now that they're in the whatever time period they're in, they can't walk or take a horse or ride a car, depending on what time frame they're in. We're thinking historically, so sometime in the past, probably before cars, I'm guessing. Um, but you would think there'd be a way for them to leave New York if they wanted to. 
take a ship back to England if they wanted to. Um, that they'd be able to do something like that to get out of this New York City bubble where they cannot leave. And that seems to be the biggest problem is like the doctor can't go back in time in New York because New York's time stream is too unstable or whatever. But I don't get what's keeping Amy and Rory stuck in New York, why they can't leave New York in some way and then meet up with the doctor again. Um, I get that he saw their tombstone there in that cemetery in New York. But the tombstone could be there without them being buried underneath it. There are ways to kind of get around that. Logically, like, there's no reason they couldn't. I mean, that's what they did with the doctor, you know, the whole River Song and the doctor being killed by River Song situation. He faked his own death. He got a robot of himself to get shot so everybody thought he died, but he didn't really. And he did that. He managed that. So I don't I don't see anything in so insurmountable in this situation. The way they, they set it up and the way they're dealing with it is that, you know, he can never see Amy and Rory again. And they're stuck here and it's a fixed situation. And nothing can change it because there's a headstone. Or tombstone. Um, and I guess, to me, that just doesn't make sense. With the Amy and Rory, the way they've set it up, the way they have the situation together... There is no reason Amy and Rory can't buy a damn headstone, stick it in a cemetery, and then get the heck out of New York. And then they can find the doctor again, or the doctor can find them. I don't, it just, I feel like they set this up as this big insurmountable problem when it's not. I mean, the whole situation is the doctor has to see a headstone, or tombstone, and he can't bring the TARDIS to New York. So they just have to get a tombstone, put it there, and then get the heck out of New York. And he can bring the TARDIS someplace else. So they could take a boat, they could take a ship back to England, or they could just, you know, go to Jersey or something. I mean, it just, it sounds like it's just New York City he can't get to anymore um, because the time streams are too crazy there. So, yeah. Like I said, I liked how beautiful the episode is. If you don't think too deeply about it, it's a nice goodbye to Amy and Rory. That they get to go off into the sunset and live together and they live till their old age and you know that they, you know, live together happily ever after sort of situation. And that's beautiful. That is what I want for Amy and Roy. I want them to go off together and live happily ever after. So I am happy in that sense. I like that Amy got to write an afterword to the book that the doctor gets to read. So Amy kind of gets to write him a letter saying, you know, that we lived happily, basically saying that, that we lived happily ever after. Don't worry about us. It was great. We love you. Goodbye. Um, which is all well and good. It's very beautiful nicely. It just doesn't make sense to me. Because, again, I have said this multiple times, but I cannot get over the fact that he, you know, didn't see their dead bodies, didn't see their caskets, didn't see their funeral. He just saw a tombstone with their names on it. That doesn't mean they're buried there. He's talking about it as a fixed point in time as if they have to now die in New York City. But um, but to me that they just have to buy a damn tombstone. Like he does, they don't have to be buried there. They, ha you know, they just have to get a tombstone and have it put in a in a cemetery. And I feel like that is something that could be accomplished without a dead body, if they really felt that strongly about it. They don't have to be buried there. It's just a tombstone. 
and the doctor could find them again if they've left New York City, which, again, seems like a feasible situation. You don't, the only form of transportation is not the TARDIS. Just because they got sent back in time and the TARDIS can't go doesn't mean that they're stuck in New York City. I feel very strongly there is a way they could get out of New York City if they wanted to. No matter what time period it was, there would be a way for them to leave New York City. Um, so it just, I don't like that the ending doesn't make sense to me. I love the characters. I love that they tied him up with a bow and said they lived happily ever after. Fabulous. I just kind of don't buy the parameters of why they can never see the doctor again. Doesn't make sense to me. Seems kind of silly. I wish that wasn't what, how they did that, basically. It leaves me with just slightly a bad taste in my mouth. But I think I'm kind of overanalyzing it. I don't think you're supposed to think about it quite that strongly. But I'm obsessed with Doctor Who and I do think about it that strongly. And so it bothers me. And so there you go. That's where I'm at with it. It's beautiful and I like it. But I don't think it makes sense. And that is where I am kind of having an internal struggle with myself. Wanting to like it. And not quite being able to love it. But I am happy that the show says that they lived happily ever after because that is the only the only acceptable way to end the Amy and Rory story because I love them so much and they um something bad can't happen to them. The whole Donna like situation where she doesn't remember the doctor, completely unacceptable. Um I will say one more thing. The other thing is that they had been kind of working up this situ this situation where they were just going to say, you know, no, I want to, we want to live a normal life. And they were debating whether to continue with the doctor or to, you know, stay with their normal life. And I think this is right before they, their last episode, like the episode, their penultimate episode, the episode before their last episode, they're debating whether or not they should travel with the doctor anymore. And if they had just said, nah, we're not going to travel with the doctor anymore and have their life in England would have kind of had the exact same results to me. Um, I don't think that they needed this elaborate, they got stuck in old-timey New York City and the doctor can't take the TARDIS to New York and so he'll never get to see them again. It just seems so, like, overdramatic when they could have just said you know we're getting older and we want to stay home now and have a more normal life we don't want to travel with the doctor anymore i mean i feel like they could have made that decision believable they didn't they you know had them decide that no they want to keep traveling with the doctor and they're going to give up their everyday life instead which also made sense for them but i think they could have made the other one deciding the other way work and then they could have had kind of the same effect without this overblown, overdramatic thing that the Doctor can never, ever see them again. And I kind of get that they want to close them off because they don't want them, like, I guess, popping back up. But you don't have to have them pop back up and have, like, the characters on standby or anything just because they're living happily ever after in Ledworth or whatever. So... Yeah, I'm not 100% happy with this. I will admit it. But still love this whole section of Doctor Who. It's amazing. If you haven't watched it, none of this makes 
any sense to you at all. So I don't know why you're still listening to this. But go watch it. Go watch all of Matt Smith's seasons. It's amazing. They're on Amazon Prime right now. Um, and so you should go and watch them immediately because they are amazing. Even if I am ambivalent about the ending that they gave Amy and Rory. The arc and the story and the seasons overall are amazing. And I love it. And I'm so excited for the new season of Doctor Who. And it should be amazing. Love ya. So long, farewell, Alvitrzain, good night. Have a great day, everybody. Bye bye.